0: Good morning. Welcome to the Celtic Way Morning Briefing Live. I'm Tony Haggerty. It's Wednesday, the 20th of February, isn't it, Aiden? I believe that's to be true. Yes. Cool. Thank you very much. I'm Tony Haggerty, as you know, at haggerty 10 Twitter handle. And I'm joined today by Aiden McDonald at Aiden C. McDonald Twitter handle. How are you, Aiden? Yeah, I'm really good, Tony. How are you? Uh, Very well, yes. Even better for speaking to the main man yesterday. We'll get to that. But first and foremost, guys, got to big this up. It's your last chance. It ends tonight 11.59. My my nineties deadline, kind of 11.59, but it ends tonight. Get that form away, send it in, and you'll be in the draw for two League Cup final tickets for Sunday's match. Celtic Rangers, if you're already in the draw, good luck. If not, Guys, you know what to do. New subscribers, it costs you a pound for three months of unlimited access to everything that's written on the website. Something there for everybody as we, as you know. And existing subscribers, the form will be dropping in your email box, inbox. You should have filled it in by now. If not, get it done as quick as you can and send it away because it ends tonight. 11.59 tonight. The draw will be done at some point tomorrow. One lucky subscriber's going to Hamden, Aiden. And for new subscribers, you'll also get the forum send it away all for the click of a button www.celticway.co.uk forward slash subscribe that's www.celticway.co.uk forward slash subscribe and you could be going to hamden cut the service of your friends at the celtic way aiden i can't bring it up any more than that can i
1: no it's a brilliant prize and obviously as well as tickets you'll get access to our content for three months so that will include tactics pieces scouting big interviews with yourself tony other sorts of feature interviews as well Uh, color pieces from yourself so yep plenty of content get yourself involved if you're not already subscribed
0: indeed and before we go on to talk about what the events of yesterday we say thank you to our sponsors seneca the celtic way morning briefing is now sponsored by seneca medical group and seneca are the number one hair transplant company in europe and they offer innovative hair restoration treatments And you can find out more about Seneca via the links in the description of this video. Thank you, Seneca. Now, Aidan, as I said there, and the title of the briefing, the manager spoke yesterday, spoke at some length, 18 minutes. And uh, yes, he was great value. Now, a couple of questions coming in and a couple of comments coming in uh, saying, Christy O'Connor saying, Tony Boyd on Brandon's quest for the big man, that's very kind. Now, Aidan, your first thoughts, what did you think of Andy's overall 18 minutes when it was presented to you? Definitely
1: interesting. <laughs> <Tony>. <laughs> uh, he had a few of the sort of classic one-liners that you would expect. And I think we were just kind of discussing that it, it does seem like he's getting a bit sick of some of the questions now. I think, obviously, that sort of run over that December, maybe January, when it was a couple of games a week, there was a bit of repetition and what some people were asking, etc. And I think that is starting to kinda of weigh on him a wee bit, I get that impression. But he also seemed to enjoy a few of the other questions in terms of you know, he's <laughs> thinking about uh, being a pilot and stuff like that. Obviously yeah, I mean of, that was yeah, that was obviously well. like, Enjoying some of them, but yeah, I mean you, you kinda know what to expect with ange press conference at this point. Obviously, there's the added spice of the fact it's a It's against Rangers, etc., given the fact they obviously did have, briefly anyway, from what I understand, both managers in the room together. So, yeah, it, it was definitely explosive in some ways, but then probably a bit more predictable in others. But it was an entertaining watch for you being there, Tony. Did you get that kind of same energy when you were in the room?
0: Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, he, you know, he... He gives you the mate treatment someone's asked me in the comments if he gave me the mate treatment but it certainly wasn't me for those that are interested and maybe those that have watched the youtube video with Celtic uh, put it out I asked him And it's about 11 and a half minutes in I asked him that his message to the players because a lot of the players have said that his message is always make this your best individual game make this your best team game you know be the best you can be so my question to him was okay if that's your message to the players you're holding them to those standards. Managerially, what do you do to hold yourself to those standards? That's what I asked him, how does he be the best manager he can be? And he was very expansive and he, he told us all, he gave us that kind of, don't let a moment of your career be wasted because I know what it's like to hang up my boots and you miss it all. And and it's only when I realised that when I was trans, like we do the Q&A, And the answer to my question was about that, length, And I thought, well, he's obviously, uh, yeah, expanded on that. But he seemed pretty engaged. And then I followed that up with asking him that people talk about pressure and they wouldn't like to be in his shoes for picking a cup final 11. And I asked him, but this is the bit you actually like, standing at the training ground, watching your team training this week and picking that team and being in the midst of it all. And he kind of said, yeah, that what he kind of reinforced the fact that he does like that and he loves the fact that he loves to build teams and people don't know what he's about stuff like that so this is what he loves about it all so he was uh, yeah he was genuinely great never gave me the mate treatment i think that was reserved for somebody that asked no as andrew really said tony was giving you a look no it wasn't me he just sort of stared in my general direction as people were taking pictures but it wasn't uh wasn't anything kind of sinister or he wasn't he wasn't getting annoyed but i think he was asked about michael Beale. had said that the two teams were going in and great for him and did he agree with that and i think that was a question that got the mate treatment because he said he he couldn't speak for rangers he could only speak for his own club so yeah he, he was kind of pitchy at first but he he got warmed up when he got into it and as i say he answered my questions friends so i was happy with that aiden
1: Yeah, I mean, I I did really enjoy your question, obviously, Tony, and it's good to see in the comments people giving you positive feedback on that. But overall, the press, like I say, there was a few interesting lines, probably when Andrew was a bit frustrated, the one you've just mentioned there, being a key example of that. I mean, it was a bit of a bizarre question, to be honest, maybe prompted by the fact that they were both in the room right at the start. Although I think as much as I understand, Tony, that was kind of just for...
0: That was the yeah, yeah that was for the picture opportunity yeah, yeah. Yeah. and then they were taken outside to be pictured with the trophy and they came they did, back in yeah and they came back in and they did their interview separate but it did seem a bit weird because I, I don't recall that happening I mean I might my memory might be playing tricks on me but I don't recall them being brought in to sit together at a table I do I do recall them being taken outside and they do this. You know, the pictures of the two of them yeah, yeah. You know, side by side beside the trophy that kind of stuff but don't recall them actually coming in and sitting at a desk and i don't know if that was maybe annoying Ange because you know it seemed a bit pointless but i think every kind of all the kind of journalists or the broadcast journalists were certainly sitting kind of waiting and the two of them came in and then people started taking pictures the, and then before someone introduced it all and said that they were this was a uh, this was the kind of setup. They were, take, they were bringing them in to take them back outside, which just didn't make any sense to me, but hey, I'm not organising it, so there you go.
1: Yeah, I, I certainly hadn't seen that before in terms of the the two managers together like that. I, I definitely don't think that happened when it was 2019 final with Stephen Gerrard also at the time and Neil Wynn. I don't remember that happening at the time anyway. I think that's an immediate problem that stuck
0: in my head. But Does Cause it caused yeah. a rumpus on Twitter because everyone thought they were doing a dual press conference? Well,
1: to be honest, Tony, that's what I thought until uh, yeah, this, this I was watching Sky Sports at the time in the background to obviously wait to see what Andrew was going to say in, in terms of lines for the website and uh, news lines for the website I should say and it was when it showed you and it kind of made clear there that the, the presser was obviously conducting that just as he would usually just him himself sitting getting asked questions but kind of until that happened I honestly thought both guys were together as well to be
0: honest Yeah and you know, I, you did the kind of piece yesterday. I, listening to the two of them, and maybe it is just through green tinted specs, which I clearly have, because my glasses are green, but I would say Ange was the more inspirational of the two. Uh, having listened to both guys, I mean, and I, and I listen to Ange a lot. It's a big uh, bugbear I'm in to say you need to listen to him, but I think he certainly spoke the more, you know, I uh, if I was sitting there Well, I did sit there and listen to too. If I wanted to go out and run through a brick wall, I'd run through a brick wall for for Ange. And that's no slight on Michael Beal, you know, because this is his first cup final and maybe just wanted to tread carefully and not say anything, uh, one derisory or inflammatory or anything that could be pinned up on a a dressing room wall, and he he didn't. But, uh, yeah, I, uh, I was very impressed by the manager and I was impressed by the fact that he said, he can't be like a fan and get nervous or angry it's up to him to be calm but he just exudes calmness
1: yeah he does kind of put you at ease when he's speaking and it's really been that way since he came in you were never even after those games the first sort of three or four matches uh eh, the start of last season which obviously were quite tough it's been well documented at this point but when andrew's speaking after the games he did think you know i still do believe in this guy despite it being a bit of a struggle and yeah, really, his press conferences, they do always kind of put you at ease. Even before the Champions League games, when you were obviously up against Real Madrid and that, when you sort of listened to Andrew after that, you thought, maybe you could do something here. Because that's just sort of the level of kind of motivation and hopefulness that he uh, inspires on you. But yeah, it, it was an interesting presser overall, Tony. And it obviously know? one of the highlights of it, you mentioned just the news that I put up yesterday, when he was talking about hey, your career being over, hey, what were your kind of
0: thoughts on those comments? Well, I just thought it kind of reinforces the fact that, you know, you know, make every moment count. Now, there's no guarantee Celtic are going to win the cup final on Sunday on the back of uh, Andy being an inspirational manager and, uh, you know, say, saying all the right things and saying some great things that Celtic supporters agree with. But I, I just think if you're telling that to the players on a daily basis, uh, then you can understand why the players are playing to s- such a high optimum level and trainings, you know, uh, at a premium, guys want to play for them, you know, and I think that was the thing that struck me when he came in, that you spoke, he, when you spoke to uh, other people or players that had played under him, that's what they said, he was just a real, a real motivator and you wanted to play for his teams because they, they played football in a style that everybody enjoyed. And I remember uh, uh, the Australian uh, international, Ryan, whose second name was? Uh, McGowan. McGowan, that's the one, Ryan McGowan. Uh, he put up that speech that he gave to say, uh, this, this moment, remember the people that have helped you on your journey, your coaches, your mum and dad, all these people, this is for them. You know, and I did get the hairs in the back of your neck and your spine tingling. And he, and he said at one point yesterday, I'm a man of few words. <laughs> he's, you see the words he uses? My goodness. You know, you, he, he really does know how to rally the troops and, and uh, you know, get them to answer the call and play for what Tommy Burns once said was a cause. You know, you're playing for a cause. And I think Anne just grasped that. And he's grasped the whole metal in terms of the supporters. No, it's a cause. And he, he's just... Uh, I said before, my, my father said that he's the closest thing that Celtic have got to Stein, both as a manager and in his, the way he conducts himself. And I, and I don't know, where, uh, I mean, and I, I'm sure he, he's aware of that himself, but he's certainly tapping into that. And I, I just, every time you hear him, you, you cannot be anything other than impressed. He is just so calm and he, he, he loves the club, he loves the supporters, he loves the players, but. He loves being a football manager and you know, going back to you that, that line about i've done this for 26 years you know when you're a pilot you kind of know what you're doing you know and and i think it was just to sort of sell people i've been around a bit i've been a success you know uh eh, just maybe not on in this part of the world but it doesn't mean it's you know that, that success should be treated as any less and it's and it's true so i think he i think he's got a handle on this football management malarkey and i think he's got a, a bigger handle on football cre- press conferences but you know the one thing that floats his boat aiden's football i try and ask him football questions
1: yeah i think it's fair to say he almost knows what he's doing tony i think that'd be a fair <laughs> comment but yeah he, he, since he uh, since he's came in i think his pressures have been pretty good to an extent, entertaining obviously from a, from a celtic fans point of view and then through my journalist point of view as well I think he does give good answers as long as the questions are of a good quality really but yeah those comments about you know when you retire you you miss everything even the bad days etc you know you don't want to sit there when your career's finished and think oh I I didn't give so I didn't give my own one uh, so many situations etc and I think those sort of comments are quite a good motivating factor today the cup final I mean I know, obviously, Celtic were in it last year and won the Cup final, uh, the League Cup final, the first time I asked him uh, last season. I know he's been in many finals before and won them, uh, such as when he won the Asian Cup. But, yeah, he's been... uh, Some of his comments, I think, have been top draw and I think they are a good factor and I'm I'm sure they'll be in the player's head because, obviously, Celtic did win the Cup final last season, but, uh, the League Cup final last season, sorry, but, you know, it's... Bigger again, again almost this year, obviously, given the fact you're playing Rangers. So, yeah, I'm sure the players are going to get right up for it, Tony. have got no doubt about that.
0: But even allowing for that fact, he, he was so calm. I mean, he's he, he saying, yeah, it's, it's a cup final. It's not just any other game. But it was, you know, he, he just kind of downplayed it. It was just, as he said himself, everything you wanted your manager to be, you know, not nervous, not angry, not excited. He was just like, listen, I'm, I'm in charge here. I'm in control. I know what I'm doing. Trust me, you know. Again, I'm not saying that's a guarantee of a win, but you saw a man who there that was calm and what he was doing, and probably knows his team already. And uh, and you know, he was he was uh, yeah. I think it it's like he they got that out of the way very early, so they could get on with his preparation. And most people seem why he did it on a Tuesday because usually would do it on a Thursday or a Friday, but I think it was a conscientious decision by both because they want that time with the players in uh, from now until Sunday, and not to be distracted by anything, and I can I can fully understand that. And it struck me as being that that he just wants you now what was that given now Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, with the players to really drive at home. And uh, yeah, and, and as I say, it's they will be well fired up. But I you know I was ready to run through a brick wall from yesterday after that. And I'm just sitting this side asking a question, you know, so that. I think he's impressive, he's he's a very calm individual, he knows what he's talking about and he, uh, yeah, I, as a as a supporter, it's, it's pretty heartening to see that. Yeah, he seems
1: to very much have that sort of man-to-man coaching leadership, whatever you want to call it, management is probably the word I was looking for there, uh, and yeah, he, he can do that sort of. You can make the players calm when you need to be but also probably turn it up to say you know this is a big game and that's good i don't think you want to go probably too far either way being in the middle like that's probably the sort of best way to be ahead of such an important game like this and yeah fingers crossed i know we'll we we'll go not anything with predictions and for like the rest of the week for that but fingers crossed tony that <laughs> the sort of ranges, calmness is a
0: a good factor from the weekend yes now here's another one that you spoke about as well uh, Derek have were you on the pitch? How is it looking close up? I wasn't actually on the pitch, but I went into the stands, had a look at the pitch. It's looking slightly better, but there are bits. I saw the lights that were on it, shining on it, and, you know, the still bits that are, you know, looking cut up, and maybe not recovered from the last time, but from from my eye point, where, and my standpoint, where I could see, I was kind of looking, I was just above where they uh, usually present the trophy, a bit above that, and looking down, it looked better but um it was certainly by no stretch was it perfect. I think Anne spoke about that and said that it was better. it looked better than the last time didn't he? But he wasn't too sure on how it's-, it's gonna be come Sunday. But they've done some work to it but don't know if they've addressed all the issues, Derek, but they're certainly trying. Uh, now another issue Aidan that he spoke about was Aaron Moy seems to be Pretty positive news about Aaron Moy, dot, 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 reading between the lines. You kind of think that he might make the final uh, and be included in the starting 11. That was what I took from it.
1: Yeah, I think at the very least, based off his comments, I'm hoping he's going to be on the bench, Tony. Yeah. Uh, because he said, obviously, he's back in training. And I think David Turnbull said he was back in training as well, didn't he? So... Yes, he said the two of them are yeah, back yeah, and shenanily. would be league. back and yeah. Without maybe using it word for word, they did basically say they're both in contention. Whether or not they both start, I mean, Turnbull probably wouldn't be the, the player that would start that match anyway, but obviously, given his sort of goal record and that, this season particularly when coming off the bench, it's a good player to have in the squad to bring on if needed. Moy, if he was fit, would be in contention to start, probably between him and O'Reilly, beside the tart in the middle of the park. But, yeah, it, it was positive comments and, uh, of it, given that we didn't really know what Moy's injury was last week, when Andrew speaking before the game, we just kind of said, I think he'd pulled up so that mm-hmm. I really paraphrasing be paraphrasing there, but it was, that was kind of rough what he said. So when you heard that, I was like, uh, I was a wee bit worried that maybe they didn't know the full extent of the injury yet, and also the fact that he didn't mention it in his press the day before as if it maybe just happened. So maybe it just happened during that session, or it didn't happened after the press conference. So I was worried that. It was going to be something that was going to have to go and get checked out a lot but hopefully he is going to be all right because he'd be a really important player tony we obviously know how well documented how good he's been since the world cup eight goals assist but i think at ibrox i know we spoke about it at the time with sean as well he, as much as maybe didn't get the final touch for the assist for the goal he played a sort of important role in terms of yeah driving celtic forward yeah the build up to it and not even just the goal he's passing was crisp he was calm because that was quite a, well, obviously it was a pressurised environment, I'm stating the obvious there, but given Celtic were 2-1 down, you know, they had to get that goal. And he was very calm when he had the ball, I thought. So he's definitely somebody that you would want to potentially start or have come off the bench.
0: It is your biggest dilemma, really, isn't it? When you look at the team, uh, you are thinking Moyer or Riley, really, isn't it, for that midfield? Yeah, very much, yeah. I would Eventually. say that's probably the biggest decision yeah. that the Rangers got. I do like this from Kay Matsu. Back in the day, when Andrew was at Brisbane, a journal asked if the other coach was trying to get inside his head, and Ange quipped, "Even if he does, I'm not sure he would understand what he sees." Love that. I, I I'm a big fan of that, and I think uh, Ange uh, is t- another top answer, isn't it? He just knows that's how to point. deal. He just knows how to deal with these things, doesn't he, Aidan? Uh, yeah, that's
1: just the experience as well, isn't it, Tony? I mean, as yeah. he said, he's been a manager for 26 years. He's done hundreds potentially maybe thousands of press conferences at this point different ones as well like working at international level champions league level in japan obviously when it's completely different language so yeah i think he's he's basically seen it all in terms of press conferences and questions at this point i would imagine
0: andrea galea comes in and says both Moy and kyogo will start guys yeah, get your comments coming in what's your thoughts on that Moy or o'reilly who do you think uh, do you have a preference for who starts in the midfield? Do you think the team picks itself, or uh, I know certainly where I'm headed with my starting eleven, Eden, but we'll do that on Friday to keep the kind of air of suspense going. But yeah, I mean, as as getting once the managers are spoken and you're kind of in the midweek, you are kind of looking forward. Now Sunday can't come quick enough. Wombat agrees that both start. Uh, my ball comes in and says my, for him and Max that wouldn't mind O'Reilly over Moy Sunday, need legs for Sunday, uh, it is a big dilemma uh, Billy coming in, defo Moy but I'm happy either way, I'm a bit like that as well because I really, really love Matt O'Reilly but I just think Aaron Moy on current form maybe shades it for me do. I think it probably speaks to the testament
1: of how strong the squad is Tony that they are kind of happy with either player, I mean it was getting to the stage when the manager first came in that in some positions you maybe weren't quite happy with any of the players that were available, do you know what I mean? Or do you feel it could be upgraded? So the fact that you've got O'Reilly or Moyne, everybody's obviously got their, they probably preference but I don't think anybody would look at it, no matter who starts, and go because O'Reilly's not starting, because Moy's not starting that means we're going to lose the game you know, or that puts a severe disadvantage which, that's a strong position to be in that you're quite happy with whoever eh, gets a shout to start the game and I, I, obviously, we'll probably go into specifics maybe, that'll probably be quite a big discussion point on Friday, I would imagine, Tony, but um, we're, yeah. we're in the game, and then obviously I'll put it to the 11s, but I, I think either either or would, would be fine, and that does show how strong the midfield is, really, that you're quite happy with either one of them. Obviously, with the caveat being that we'd probably hope, or assume anyway, that McGregor and Hattati, that's probably not the really last spoiler for predicted 11s, I think we imagine they'll both be playing, but it yeah. does show you how strong the midfield is that you could play one or two players
0: in one of the number eight positions and you wouldn't really lose too much quality. Yeah, Chilpill comes in. Uh, Moy, Cal, Mac, uh, Sorry, Pete McG, just flicked up your comment. He's loved the regular from kick of the ball, but Moy has to start to help Celtic dominate the midfield. Lots of love coming for Moy, uh, Edward Wyavoz. Moy being there, done that, has to start. But I'm like you regardless of who he plays whether it's moir o'reilly i'm equally as happy and uh Reid reaches moira O'Reilly, good problem to have but and the celtic supporters trust that's very true we've said that before it doesn't really matter what team he puts out they are capable of winning football matches and it'll be no different come sunday
1: yeah um, and the fact that the squad uh, i've been repeating myself but the squad is so strong you know and it, you could argue that in terms of injuries, there's, there's not really that many. There is obviously Seagrass got a knock. Stephen Welsh is obviously kind of out long-term. But in terms of players that would be regularly starting, everybody's pretty much available. Even having Ralston, etc. back in contention, wouldn't expect him to start the game, obviously. But being available off the bench, you know, he's another one that was so important last season. So, yeah, the Celtic, as overall, the squad's in a really good place. And that's it's just in time for the business end of the season really isn't it because it's kind of full pelt now between Sunday and the end of the season 12 league games I think it is roughly uh, potentially three more Scottish Cup ties at least one more anyway and obviously the League Cup final so plenty of football and you know, it's an exciting times Tony no we'll doubt about
0: that I doubt that Celtic are heading into this in a, in a very good place and also with as you see, with the exception of those players that were injured but they weren't really featuring of, of late so they've got as fit and as full a squad As they possibly can. No suspensions. um, um, Yeah, no suspensions either. Yeah, of course. So, I mean, it is the ideal scenario heading into a League Cup final against Rangers. Uh, As I say, these things are no guarantee of winning. I'm not saying that Celtic are going to run away with it or that, but I think if you're a Celtic supporter, there's a, a quiet air of confidence and optimism. It's not arrogance, it's just based on what you're watching and the football that the the team are providing at this moment in time. You think they've got enough to cope with what Rangers could throw at them? We'll find out on Sunday. But like everything else, it's not the end of the world if they lose because the league is always the priority. But when there's a trophy on the line and Celtic are defending it, I want them to win it. Yeah, when you get to the
1: final as well, regardless of the opposition or when you're only one game away from winning the trophy, you, you obviously do want to get it over the line because you've done that work in the previous rounds to get to the, the main event, so to speak. So, yeah, fingers crossed it works out.
0: Now, still on the kind of... Joe Pill comes in saying, Moy is so calm, exactly what we need. And... Uh, I'm trying to flick up here. Sam Hartley saying his broader views and utilises all the players including those on the bench to maximum advantage we have spoken about that before and I think that's been a huge difference since returning from the break he sort of spoke about that as well that he's added players to the squad and it's helped keep training levels high and everybody is, I mean everybody wants to play for Angie's team, they want to be in that starting 11 so I think uh, I agree with uh, Sam on that that guys that are coming on he always says it himself whether you're getting 80 minutes or 10 minutes, you're coming on to make an impact. So that whole Moir-O'Reilly dilemma, doesn't really matter who plays, who starts, the other one's coming on, and they're coming on to affect uh, what's happening in the game, even.
1: Yeah, and the subs have been excellent recently in terms of their contribution. Obviously, at the weekend there, a bader scored off the bench, and then the previous uh, week, O'Reilly got his first goal of the season, Hitati got to, so... It's been really putting hats around which I actually fought against St. Ron as well had a pretty positive contribution despite not starting that game. So, yeah, it is important because, to be honest, the weekend as the sort of game, it could be tight. Uh, you know, nil-nil or maybe even get a goal down at a stage and with half an hour to go, the subs need to come on and it's not just about them kind of going through the motions and seeing out the game, they maybe need to come on and affect it. So, the fact that Andrew and has been bringing players on recently have been doing that is positive, I think, ahead of that game, Tony.
0: Yeah, Jerry Smith coming in. does mean something. God forbid we lose. Tony, speaking for myself, it takes me days to get over it. I'm not dismissing it. I'm just saying there's a possibility of losing. (laughs) You have to accept that. But I think this Celtic team is confident that they can go on and finish the job and defend the trophy they won last season. And also, they are nine points clear at the top of the table. If you ask me every year what's a priority, the league's always a priority cups are bonuses, but now that they're in the final and it's against Rangers, of course, nothing less than winning it will suffice because you will feel down after it and it'll, you know, you hope that it won't affect you. But again, conversely, I'm thinking I'm only thinking about winning it, Aiden and, and going unbeaten for the rest of the season and possibly winning a domestic treble. You know, Lance was asked the treble question yesterday and he just said we can't we can only affect What's in front of us exactly so win the first one get that surge in confidence and let it soar for the rest of the season
1: yeah that's exactly that and the manager that will be always thinking about winning it and maybe going on beating between the end of the season it's obviously a big ask but you have any sort of record from when they lost that game at livingston you know in the last campaign then they went on that run up until in terms of domestic we've got a domestic loss up until us the semi-final against rangers in the scottish cup so they've put longer unbeaten runs together uh eh, under range than obviously they have eh, in this current one so it, it's a possibility but i think he did mention uh eh, yesterday in terms of when he was asked the question about potentially winning a treble you know it's you need to get that first one over the line then you can maybe start to think yeah. and then you need to get number two over the line obviously Celtic are in a really good position with the league and that is a main priority, particularly the last couple of seasons, eh, given the automatic cha- or the, the automatic Champions League spot at the end of it. It's even more important, really, than it was in previous years. So, yeah, there's no doubt that the league is a main priority. But if Celtic were to win on Sunday, they'd put themselves in a really, really good position. And I, I don't think it'd be unfair to say that fans there would become a bit of an expectation eh, if, you did, if you did win on Sunday, going for a treble, because you're in a really good position in the league. So you would hope you could sort of fight your way through it. It'll be a tough game against Tartus at Tynecastle in the Scottish Cup Quarters, obviously, but mm-hmm. then if you get through that, there's only two games left. But I, I did agree with Andrew he's like uh, you know, just one at a time. It's just yeah. the best way to do it, isn't it? But I'm sure the players will mm-hmm. have it in the back of their heads about potentially going towards a treble, but I, I don't think the manager will be allowing anybody to speak about
0: it. I mentioned this on Monday. Celtic will do a good performance at Hampden and I also think that losing to Rangers in the last season of Scottish Cup semi-final it's not necessarily a bad thing coming into this because that might give you fuel not to feel like that again because Celtic were going well at that time too and that was a kind of slap in the dish as you want to call it uh, so yeah and, and, and an example that you can't take anything for granted ever in football but I, I did mention on Monday that they kind of struggled, not struggled at Hamden, but not brought their A game to Hamden. And and I was hoping that if they do, then, you know, you can see joy at the end of it and the cup being wrapped in green and white ribbons. But we sort of went through the games of the St. Johnston semi-1 with James Forrest. Cup final against Hibs having to come back. The semi-final against Rangers that they lost in extra time. And then the Kilmarnock semi-final, they are doing enough to get over the line. But I think if Celtic turn up when they perform and play that brand of football at Hamden, then and I did say that by law of averages is uh, there you go, you know that they, they, they turn up and they actually play at Hamden, then, you know, it could be could be worth the watch
1: Yeah, I mean in terms of like just the example of Hamden, I, I do agree with you that probably some of the performances haven't been great but I find a lot of time it's just about the result isn't it? And I know the manager Yeah is always talking about performance, and it is. But you don't always need to play that way well to win to win one-off games in the cup. The prime example of that, but you know, obviously, that week cup final in yeah. twenty nineteen. Now, I'm not suggesting that I want that sort of performance, Tony. No one else could take that. I'm still recovering from that game three and a half years later. But I, I do think that it, it doesn't always need to be a vintage performance.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, for example, to get the job done, but it's probably they need for a better performance than the previous games you mentioned is probably inflated by the fact you are playing Rangers rather than, you know, maybe playing Motherwell, you no know, disrespect yeah. but they're in the final. So yeah, That's the manager will be keen for the team to impress,
0: but I'm kinda like as long as they win the game, <laughs> I'm not gonna oh, no, I'm, a, much I'm, much. I'm a result, man, always in terms of cup finals. But I just think if they,
1: you play well, but usually on, on a play show play, then that
0: would be that would be good. Sam Hardy laughing. Somebody that's slapping the dish means a slap in the face. Sorry, I'm speaking maybe in the vernacular there, but yeah, but there you go. Uh, but yes, indeed. Uh, yeah, results are paramount on Sunday, but as you say, even turning up and playing your Sunday best doesn't not necessarily guarantee you'll win in the Christopher Julian final. Uh, showed that, didn't it? That Fraser Foster was uh, superhuman that day, psyched out Morelos, and I think Rangers did everything other than score, Celtic scored that day and ran away with the trophy, so these things do happen uh, but Jerry O'Ross or saying if we don't play that great and still win, take that of course he will. He, he take, he just, you will, you take you've got to win but I think, uh, I think the manager wants to do both, doesn't he?
1: Yeah he, he does
0: he always, win with a style. Yeah he always
1: says that Tony doesn't he I mean we obviously will listen to these pressers and write them up for the site and he, he's always talking about performance and I, look I do agree with him I just think that it just when it comes to like one off games like that in the final it's just kinda one of at all costs, isn't it? Yeah. And obviously this Celtic team have shown they can do that. The games you've mentioned there, the prime example probably being that Hibs one. You know, they were right under the at one each didn't play that particular well, but they won the game two one. All you know really remember is goes two brilliant goals and then left the trophy. So yeah. But they will, given the fact that as Rangers are playing in the final as well, the performance will definitely have to be better than all those games you've listed, no doubt about that. And I
0: hope, Aidan, that's what we're talking about on Monday. Uh, moments of brilliance, like Keogh was two goals in the last final. And we're not talking about a bad decision uh, going on. I can't again. promise that, Tony. So, sure. I know we can't promise that, that's yeah. the thing. But I just genuinely hope that it's a moment of brilliance that wins it. Yeah, preferably by a Celtic player, obviously, like Kyogo did last year. But I mean, can you imagine the uproar it will cause if VAR gets involved? And you know, so I don't want to preempt that, but just here's hoping that it's decided in a, in a fitting football manner by a goal worthy of winning it or a team performance or something like that rather than other issues uh, surrounding the, the game. Still a work in progress that to be fair. Uh, right, leave, leave it with me. I'm, I'm trying, man. I'm 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 spinning plates. I, I was I was a busy man yesterday. I was talking to the main man. Uh, is that allowed? But uh, and thanks for your comments, guys. Uh, your kindness about the questions and stuff at the start. Uh, appreciate that, I always do. Uh, you're all very kind, hey, so thank you for that. But I just seen it as doing my job journalist, does job, shop type thing. But hey, oh. but I uh, appreciate it. It's, uh, it's always humbling when people take time out to be kind, so thank you for that. Well, Aiden, I think uh, we will end it there. We've got Thursday and Friday to get through, don't want to exhaust every topic, but I've got to say, guys, get involved in this last chance. As Europe would say, you'll probably not know, eh, Aidan, but Europe, it's the final countdown. For those of a certain vintage, they'll know I that do know that one. To you know it. that order? You know it. <laughs> it. Hey, hey it's Wonder of the World, ladies and gentlemen. Aidan knows one of the songs I mentioned. So it's the final countdown regarding this. 11.59 tonight, guys. Get involved. Send the form away. Subscribe. It costs you a pound for three months for unlimited access to everything we out on the website. Click of a button www.celticway.co.uk forward slash subscribe that's www.celticway.co.uk forward slash subscribe it's open to new and existing subscribers if you're a new subscriber you'll get a forum fill in the forum send it away, you've been to draw and existing subscribers you'll have had that forum in your email inbox hopefully you've sent it away you'll be in the draw draw takes place tomorrow uh, thursday the 23rd don't actually know what time at, but it's certainly taking place. But one lucky subscriber's going to go to Hamden and they'll win those tickets. And if you're there and you see myself and Sean, please say hello. We'll thank you for subscribing and we'll have a wee kind of huddle or something before the game starts. Aidan, can't say feeling that. What a deal that is.
1: Yeah, no, it's just, that's an excellent deal, particularly if you're like me and you missed out on the ballot. Then, uh, <laughs> which, of course, Tony, I'm still not bitter about. Uh, you know, I'll only mention it every single Lake podcast Lake the Murphys. I'll only mention it every single podcast but yeah it's a good opportunity or maybe if you were unable to be in Nepal or originally it's obviously a chance to get to what could be one of the kind of games that's hopefully looked back on as one of the most iconic of the season
0: Indeed and we say thank you to Seneca and the Celtic Way Morning Briefing now sponsored by Seneca Medical Group and Seneca are the number one hair transplant company in Europe and they offer innovative hair restoration treatments and you can find out more about Seneca via the links in the description of this video. What is it now? Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Four more sleeps. Is that right? My arithmetic's correct, but probably not. But, uh, yeah, yeah, four more sleeps. Uh, four can, more sleeps. Uh, like it it that it. way. Yeah. Inclined, yeah. Indeed. Guys, thank you so much. Thank you for comments. Thanks for getting involved. Thanks for all the nice things you said. Uh, myself, Aidan and Sean are eternally grateful for what we do in the morning and yeah we we are we know we say it a lot but, but it's a wonderful community we're built on this in particular and uh, we enjoy the interaction uh, we really do and we try and get you involved as, as much as possible and you like getting involved we can see that so thanks for your comments Aidan thank you for your contribution today first class as always take care guys have a wonderful wednesday we'll see you tomorrow Uh, for a terrific Thursday and and then a fabulous Friday and then we'll take it from there and the laugh of the gods after that. Take care.
1: Cheers, guys.